Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Die. 
Hey, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry, here on Blog Talk, org, our band site. I'm here with my original co-host, Danny, all the way back from 2008. Hey, Danny. How you doing, Pastor Harry? I'm doing okay. How you doing, Danny? Well, not rich, but I'm doing great. <laughs> well, what is rich? Rich in spirit. Right, because you can have, look at Donald Trump. He's supposed to have a billion dollars. That's debatable. Okay, who's that other guy? Elon Musk. He's worth about $375 billion, Danny. He's um, one of the wealthiest men, known men on earth, yet he's spiritually in poverty. Yeah, he is. And Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what would a man give in exchange for his soul? If Elon must die today, and Jesus said, you didn't make it, Elon, you rebelled too much. He'd say, I'll give you all the money I have for my soul. I think David said once in the book of Psalms or Proverbs, I'm not sure, he said, cast not thy Holy Spirit from me, return to me thy free spirit, so I might know the joy of thy salvation. Yeah, well, David was a prototype Christian. King David was the first Christian in the entire Bible, in the entire history of Israel. He was the first Christian, and he knew that so God is, was not. Go ahead, Danny. I'm sorry. So there is joy in salvation. It's just, uh, it's not something tangible that you can show off. Well, if you if you're born from above and you accept Jesus as God's sacrifice for your sin. And that he's truly the son of God, the, this, the truly the son of God, who died for your sins. You can be forgiven and know the joy of your salvation. That's uh, true. People, the Protestant and Christ, the entire Christian world, Catholic and Protestant, has it all wrong. They exchange the first century and second first century truth of a Judaic-based religion of Jesus as the Messiah. And the early assembly, they changed, who they believed in one God, the God of Israel, and who begot a son. They changed the entire structure of, of the truth to a lie. The whole foundation of Christianity was turned upside down when the Christian world, starting in 150 A.D. and crystallized by Constantine in 325 A.D., uh, rejected God having one God the monotheistic God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they, they embraced a pagan trinity Hindu God of three gods in one. And mm-hmm. they, call him, they call him God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, three is one. And it's a total lie, and it's a blasphemy, and that's why the churches have no power, and they're riddled with fear, hate, and every other darkness under the sun, that if Jesus isn't God, who is Jesus then? He is the son of the living God. He's God's son. God created a son from himself. He didn't need a wife. He created a son from his own spiritual structure, his spiritual molecular structure, I would say, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like you have Superman. Superman's name was Jarrell, and he, he had a father and a mother on a planet called Krypton. Superman uh-huh. didn't always exist, and his father's name was El, which is interesting. In Hebrew, El is the uh, 
the shortened version of the name of God, Elohim. So mm-hmm. Superman did not always exist. And if Superman's father didn't have sex with Superman's mother, there'd be no Superman. So That's when true. Superman right, so when Superman calls El in on Krypton, the king of Krypton, his father, he means father in every single sense of the word father. Because there's two aspects of a father. Your father came before you. There was a time, Danny, when you did not exist and your father was walking around on earth. Mm-hmm. That's your mother. And a son comes, didn't exist, and a son would not exist without his father. You would what not I don't exist understand to... is, how can Jesus say, if you've seen me, you've seen the father? Because my father's got red hair and i got black hair. We don't yeah, look but, nothing alike. If you see me, you haven't seen my father. No, because Jesus, is, is his nature is an exact clone of the father in the young son form. So if you're seeing him, how his nature is, then that's how God's nature is. He wasn't referring to physical. He was referring to his nature, kind, merciful, forgiving, loyal, good. You see? Right. That's how. Right. Not physically, because God didn't create a clone. He didn't need a God. He didn't need a God that looks like a 12 billion year old being uh, with a long white hair and a long white beard. What's he need two fathers for? He created a son. Right. He's saying that's what he is, the son of God. But the churches reject that, and that's why they have no power, and that's why they're going straight into the tribulation. They're going to be left behind in the first of two rapture events. Because they're not keeping Jesus' word with perseverance. They're not even keeping his word just in the letter. They can't. They don't even know who he is. I hear. I just heard Billy Graham yesterday give his little commercial on Fox ten times a day. And he says, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son for you to die for your sins. And in the next breath, they'll say, but Jesus is also God, God the son. No, Billy or Franklin or whatever Graham you are. Graham Cracker, whatever you are, you, you, if Jesus had a birth, the beginning, he's not God, because God always existed. And Jesus tells us with his own words that he's the only begotten son. Begotten means brought into existence. He tells us in Revelation 3.15, tells us he's the first of God's creation, or the firstborn of creation, the true witness of God. Jesus was born before creation. He may mean of the universe. He may mean of the earth, and he may mean both. But mm-hmm. and then he's the witness of creation, the true witness of God. Jesus is a God. He never thought he's God. He said he's the Christ, the Son of the Living God. So really, the first monotheistic religion in the world was Judaism. They believed in one God. And that's it. And then he would begot a son who'd be the Messiah. The church has uh-huh. changed it all into a three God in one. And any way you slice it, and any way you dice it, and any way you chop it, and any way you mop it, that's three gods. If the Father always existed, God number one. If the Son always existed, God number two. If the Holy Spirit always existed, God number three. But they didn't. Jesus and the Holy Spirit were created by God, and God alone exists, the Father of all. 
Who's that famous rabbi that's going around trash talking Christians because they believe in a Trinity? Oh well, that's uh, there's a lot of trash talkers today. You mean the the renegade Hebrew rabbi Tobia Singer? And I what do you think about him? him? I think well, he's he's totally wrong, and but he he's winning debates against pastors and famous pastors in the Christian fake Christian world because they're standing on a false platform. They believe one plus one is three. That's the Trinity. And he he knows mathematics, so he's saying, no, one plus one is two, and he beats them in every debate. If he would debate us, he would lose. Just like if I would fight McGregor in a cage match, being allowed to wear New Balance running shoes, I would knock him out before the end of five rounds, but they won't let me compete. Yeah. Which isn't oh, fair. Oh, McGregor, he can knock out Jesus. Yeah, you know, ask McGregor about Jesus, then. You're right. How? And suddenly he blurts out, if Jesus was in the octagon, he would knock him out. And then a month later, he gets hit in the face and falls down, and he had a freak accident, never saw this before. He actually broke his, a brutal break of his leg. His leg snapped mm-hmm. in half when he fell unconscious, and that should never happens. And he was out of commission for about a year. But, uh, you know, I am McGregor. Jesus doesn't have to get into the cage and fight you because I'll get in the cage and fight you for him. And you won't right. make it through five rounds, but they won't let me, Danny. We're going to talk about that later in the show because I want to sue them. And they're restricting my income. And it's discriminatory, and we're going to donate half of the show to this because I'm sick of it. You know, everybody's discriminating, everybody's suing everybody today, and I have a true discrimination suit against the UFC. And um, to me, they're not the ultimate fighting champions, they're the ultimate fighting cowards. Mm-hmm. They're a joke. They're a joke, and I'm, we're going to prove they're a joke. But before that, I wouldn't we have get to in a deal. ring with them, they'd beat me silly. Well, well Danny, you've, you've already lost. If you're going to believe they're going to beat you silly, the moment you got in the ring, you've already lost. That's true. Because every fight is really one in the mind. But those guys are built like gorillas. Yeah, they're built like gorillas. Yeah, they are. They're very strong, very tough fighters, Danny. You can't take away what they are. They are extremely strong, tough, violent fighters. Yeah, they're, they're violent, that's for sure. Fight on their feet with punches and kicks. And then they're fight taught to take people down, take them to the mat, and they call it ground and pound. That's where they try to ground your face into the mat and turn it, pound it in the hamburger. Mm-hmm. Or choke you out on the ground. And to me, that's, again, that's a very cowardly sport. Because, that's uh, my opinion, because I boxed before, and uh, when you hit a person and they fall down, you go to your neutral corner and you give them 10 seconds to see if they can recover and continue to bat or not. That's mm-hmm. very cowardly, Benny. It's an yeah, it is. They don't even sport. use padded gloves like they use in boxing. Yeah, they use, well, they're very low padding. But, I mean, look, it's extremely cowardly to hit a person, and when they fall down, to leap on top of them, to start trying to choke them out, pound their face into, the, into oblivion, that's what cowards do. When I used to get in street fights that I didn't start, I knock a kid down. I wouldn't get on top of him. I give him a chance to get up. And half the time, they don't even want to fight anymore because you gave him a chance to get up. 
That's and true. they don't want to get knocked down harder the next time. But, uh, no, if I, if I was fighting McGregor in a cage and I hit him and knocked him down and he was able to get – I wouldn't – I would just stand there and look at him. See if he can get he up probably or not. think you were nuts and didn't know what you were doing. If well, I know what I'm doing. If you gave him the opportunity to get back up. Why? Because that's not how they play the game. They're like pit bulls. They bite and they bite and they bite and they don't quit until you're dead. Well, I'm like an Argentine doggo. I know I can beat that pit bull anytime I want, so give it a chance. That's true. There you go. I know you're. I know you're an awesome fighter. You've showed me a lot of stuff, but uh, yeah, well, I then just, you, they're, they're deadly. It means nothing. I mean, to me, it's it's irrelevant. But the thing that is relevant is we're talking about it. They are restricting my income. I am living in poverty level income. And if they would allow me to compete in UFC, I could make a couple million dollars. But mm-hmm. they won't. They will not let me. You know why? why that? I wanted to talk about two raptures today, and we will. But since you got me on the topic of this, we'll talk about this a little while. Okay. You see, MMA, mixed martial arts, it, the whole thing started out as mixed martial arts. And the father of mixed martial arts was Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. He didn't use one style. He was smart enough to know something. Did not every style works on every fighter. So if you only know how to fight one way, you may beat 10 fights. But you fight mm-hmm. an 11th person where your style doesn't work against his style, and you lose. So um, he knew that. And he, he learned bo- American Western boxing. And he learned kickboxing. He learned some wrestling techniques and a few judo, jiu-jitsu techniques. So the more the more different forms of martial arts you know, the more you bring to your toolbox, your box of skills. Because mm-hmm. you mentioned before, Danny, these fighters, they're very strong. UFC fighters, the top fighters, Danny, are extremely strong men. And women. They train hard because they train for a mixture of punching power and grappling and wrestling. And and so their muscles have to be like half and half. Mm -hmm. You you know what I mean? Like uh, they lose something to gain something. To be able to Mm -hmm. be strong and fight on the ground and choke holds and all, they're going to lose some power because heavier muscles, you can't punch as fast. Right. So everything's a trade-off. But um, no, but so, I thought you were. I thought you majored in uh, in aikido. They say in in, in a MMA aikido doesn't work. Yeah, I know. That's that's the talk of aikido. It doesn't work because the aikido it's taught in um, in Western, you know, in America. It developed in Western schools and all is based on a harder system. For one. Uh, people don't like to just use their opponent's force against them. People, American men, they like to hit, you know? So they develop the harder style. That's like the fake style that Steven Seagal uses in all his movies. It's a different kind. It's, a, it's, not, it's not real Aikido. It's more like uh, uh, jujitsu in a way. But, um, no, they say Aikido doesn't work because... The fake Aikido taught in America doesn't work. So when they get in with an MMA fighter, they're, they're gonna they lose. But what I learned would work. But you see, I was born with a disability. 
I'm born with a disability, Danny, and that disability is fallen arches. Mm-hmm. It's also known as flat feet. It, it is a true disability because when I tried to enlist in the Navy, I failed the physical because of fallen arches. Wow. Right. So what that means is with, when your feet are fallen arches flat and you're barefoot, you have no balance or stability. So if I would get into a little a, a, a ring or an octagon with a 10-year-old little kid that had some boxing lessons, I would have trouble. Mm-hmm. They have no balance. But they came out with a shoe by a company called, ironically, New Balance. And if I put on New Balance running cross-trainer shoes, that gives me the balance that nature didn't. Right. And then I could compete. And when when mixed martial arts started back in the 90s, right, mm-hmm. they didn't know what they were doing, Danny. They just threw a bunch of people in a ring, in a boxing ring, two at a time. And these people knew karate, uh, taekwondo, wrestling, boxing, street fighting, jiu-jitsu, judo, whatever. And they just went at it. And some of them wore boxing trunks and shoes. Some were traditionalists that wore karate pants and were barefoot. Most were, some were barefoot. Some wore a very variety of running shoes, and it, it, it's so it wasn't codified. It wasn't rules. It was sort of anything goes, which I would have done very good in, Danny. Mm-hmm. But then they started to make it into something with rules, and what happened was two fighters got kicked in the mouth. Well, one fighter got kicked in the mouth by someone wearing Adidas running shoes and they have a very hard sharp edge and it knocked the guy about 10 teeth out and tore his top lip lip off and then another fighter got his scalp hip half ripped off by another pair of adidas running shoes because they have a very sharp rough edge you know like yeah and so then they came out with a new rule in mma see mma kept evolving denny it was an evolving sport, but it was gaining popularity because people have a lust for a blood loss. They love to see a fight, and they love to see it. It was more violent than boxing, so it was already it was already wreaking havoc on boxing. It's more popular, and so what happened was then they passed the rule, and the rule because this is going to be my argument in court if I could ever get a lawyer, but I can't. Uh, so far, so the um, the way it went, it goes like this, Danny, right? Mm-hmm. They said, if you want to kick, you have to be barefoot. But if you just want to punch, then you can wear any kind of athletic footwear you want. Right. So if you want to wear Adidas running shoes, you have fallen arches like I do, you're going to wear Adidas running shoes, you can't kick, you can only punch. But... That greatly limited the fighters because um, punching is two weapons, kicking is four, and it makes things much more difficult. So about 95% of the fighters opted in for uh, barefoot, so they wanted to kick. Very few, in fact, almost none, maybe none said they wore shoes at that point. 
And then it slowly became codified. And then they made a code, uh, barefoot is illegal, no questions asked. Then they started to make uniforms where you can't wear whatever you want. You have to wear black or white boxing trunks. And then eventually MMA became absorbed into something called UFC. UFC is like the NFL, the NBA, the National Baseball League, NBL, uh, NHL hockey. It became like, and they codified these rules. And now what they have is you can wear you no know, shirt. You can wear any kind of trunks you want in UFC. You can wear tight little Speedos, tight little boxing shorts. You can wear the long, loose, baggy shorts that a lot of fighters wear today, which I like. You can wear boxing shorts that fit. You can wear anything you want, but you have to mm-hmm. be barefoot. You have to be barefoot. Now, you can't bite. You can't try to tear someone's eyes out. You can't. It's not that brutal, but okay, now, and then here comes me. I just want to simply wear New Balance soft, baby soft, rubber-soled shoes so I have balance. And now you got to say, is it fair? No, it is not fair because I'm placing myself at a great disadvantage. Because a guy training for UFC for 10 years, then he, let's say, fighting in it, his feet are like hardened weapons. He runs on gravel. He runs on sand. He runs on cement. He, so his feet are like hard, hardened weapons. Versus my little soft soul sold New Balance cross trainers. Right. What would you rather get kicked in the shin with? Uh, heart. A person whose feet are, are calloused in the, into rocks? Or my little soft, super soft rubber New Balance shoes? The shoes, of course. You'd rather get kicked by the shoes? No, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so would I, yeah. So as long as they weren't steel-toed. Right, so I'm putting myself at a disadvantage. It's just like a fighter's wearing has a has a roll of coins in each hand, you know, to, to hit or have harder, a heavier hit. And I don't. So it's very Pastor unfair. Harry, yes, uh, very unfair. I want to tie this back into the Bible real quick. Is it right for a Christian to want to fight like that? Because Jesus did say, turn the other cheek if someone hits you. Well, because, yeah, that's someone in the street, Danny. Uh, look, UFC is a sport. Foot national NFL is a sport. And those guys are running full speed. A guy's running full speed with a ball. And the defensive uh, end will try to smash him through the, through the, through the uh, grass. He gets past the line. The linebacker. A six foot three, two hundred fifty pound linebacker is going to charge at that man with all his might and sm- collide with him. A right. head on collision. I've also seen one uh, uh, defensive end fly right at a man's legs, takes his legs out, and he does a somersault and crashes on his back. I've seen uh, well, there was a few court. There was a quarterback in the eighties named Theismann, of Washington Redskins. His leg was broken in half the other way. It was the most gruesome thing you've ever seen. Then he broken in half the other way by a tackle. Now, Mm. no one is grabbing people off the street and forcing them on an NFL field. No one's grabbing a boxer or a UFC fighter 
and forcing them to play against somebody uh, against their will. Now, if somebody comes up on the street to me that's full of hatred, anger, drunk on drugs, and they spit in my face, well, God would like me to not fight him over a spit in the face. That's true. Go in the bathroom and wipe it off and put some peroxide on it. So, I say, you know, it's a violent sport. It's not for everybody. But I, I would not say if a person wants to compete in professional boxing or UFC, they're on their way to hell. Because mm-hmm. they're training against another trained athlete that's prepared for that fight. So I would say, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's a blood sport. I don't like it, but um, I happen to be very good at it. And if they would have let me wear these simple New Balance shoes, I probably could have knocked McGregor. I would, I know, I would have knocked McGregor out, or, mm-hmm. or I'd stop him. Put it that way, because their skill level is very poor. And then there were the Gracies came along in the late 1990s into 2000. And the Gracies were skilled in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was the art of taking down your opponent and fighting on the ground. And the theory goes, a guy can be 7 foot tall, 400 pounds. But if you get him on the ground, well, then you're the same size. Not weight to size, and it uses locks and other things. Yeah, but to me, it's a very ridiculous martial art. It's foolish. It's, It's crazy. You're in a street fight, you're attacked in the street, and you're going to try to take someone down on the cement. But there's a 50% chance you're going to not get hurt worse than him when you hit, hit the ground. So it's and usually, another thing, when someone tries to start a yeah. fight with you in real life, they're always with their buddies. They're, they're, they got buddies hanging around. So if you go to the ground, the buddies are going to kick you. They're going to stop. Yeah, so I think it's, uh, a good fighter never gets taken down. If you're taken down, it's because you made a mistake. Number thing. So a UFC is not the ultimate fighting champion. No, because they don't have the skill level to be the ultimate fighting champion. No. That's true. Because martial arts, yeah, there's conditioning, Danny. There's lifting weights. There's doing all these machines. Uh, they do all this stuff. They push giant truck tires. They pull road. They do all this. It's, it's conditioning, but... Ultimately, a fight comes down to skill. Mm-hmm. The superior skill will win. That's true. So, yeah. I mean, you can make this statement, Danny. No one in the world can beat me in combat. I don't, I don't think but what you're saying. Second, I'm sorry. No one in the world can beat me in combat. Sounds Why very that? arrogant, don't it? That yeah, sounds it really arrogant, don't it? Well, guess what? Yep. No one in the world can beat you in combat. You can only defeat yourself by fear, anger, or wrong technique. Think about that. Jesus wasn't totally against violence. I can think of two things that he did. He went into the temple and and and, and attacked the money changers. And then, again, when he was leaving for heaven, he told his disciples to buy a sword. Yes, so he did. That's two, that's two uh, things that could be considered violent. But it's not violent because it's self-defense. If they That's didn't true. have a sword, they would be robbed by barbarians, by criminals. They would be taking food. Here, here comes the young disciple John 
taking food to a Christian community in a cart beneath that they took up a donation for them. They had no food. And three guys jump them and uh, beat them up and take all the food. But if he was wearing a, a sharp, short Roman sword around his uh, a belt, hey, he may think twice. He's the, the weapon is a deterrent. Right. So, oh, but there's nothing wrong with UFC. You can't say somebody's going to be go, burn in hell because they're they fight in UFC. It's a sport. If you could separate the sport from life, you get in the ring and you do what you got to do or the cage and you get out and you're the same person, even better. And if you would give McGregor mercy and let him get up, give, well, that would be uh, that would be unheard of. I think there'd be a lot of booing. If I did that, yeah, there'd be a lot of too. Yeah, if I hit Gregor, McGregor, he fell down, seeing stars, Jupiter and Mars, and he shakes it off, but I let him get up, I think I'd be booed because people want to see me ground and pound them into the ground. They want to see me get him in a chokehold and choke him out. Wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. That's not life or death. It's just a, it's just a sport. So, just a sport. Just like if you're out there playing NFL football, but your goal is to say to your here's a big defensive end, right? He's six eight, three hundred pounds. His goal is to take out Tom Brady. His goal is to tackle Brady so hard he's going to take him out for the season. Well, that 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 is evil. That's sin. That's wrong. Because yeah, well, they're, they're, uh, you know they're going to go after the weakest link, and he's in his forties. No, it's not the weakest link. To want to hurt him and take him out for the season. That's a sin. But yeah, in UFC, the goal is to hit the person, so that's not it's not wrong. If you want if you put it this way, if we had a if I had a, if I had a bout with uh the ultimate fighting coward, a UFC uh McGregor, right? Because that's what he is to me. Um and uh if I went in there saying I wanna kill him I am gonna end his life so they put him in a cemetery when the fight's over that would be a sin, then. That'd be wrong. Yeah, it would be. I'm, I'm committing murder in my heart. But if I said, no, I just want to beat him, and I want to show him that uh, you can be a Christian, you can love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you can love your neighbors yourself, and you can compete in any legal sport there is, and that's fine with God. What's God going to say? Well, no, Harry, you, you can't fight in UFC, compete in UFC. Because that's throwing punches, but you can play hockey where you're smashing into people, slamming in, knocking them into the wall. C- come on, mm-hmm. uh, that just—if the person's against UFC, it's just a personal bias. Uh, that's I think that there is. will be a—I think there will be a cage mask, a cage max, match. Ma- 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 uh, <laughs> I can't even say the word. I haven't even cage. been drinking either. Then discipline yourself. <laughs> say cage. Cage match. match. No, match. Cage, cage match. 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 There you go. You yeah, did it. There will be a big cage match one day between between the Antichrist, all eight foot of him, or whatever he is, and uh, the two uh, witnesses. Well, we don't know that, Danny, in the Bible. What it says is they're going to return in the spaceship of Ezekiel. Because there's no mm-hmm. other explanation. Where are they going to be? They can't talk day and night for uh, 
three and a half years, they got to sleep somewhere, eat food, drink water, go to the bathroom. They're human. They're human. So I believe this, but God does have a spaceship. We don't know what powers it. It's in Ezekiel. It's what the angels travel in. And the spaceship will land in Israel. And they will exit the spaceship. And probably, we're not even sure who the true witnesses are. We know who one is, Elijah. Now, people argue, is the other one Moses? Is it Enoch? Well, they say it's Moses because Moses' miracle he did, quote, Moses did, was turn the water into the blood. And the Mm -hmm. first witness was Elijah will shut up the rain for seven years. So no rain for, for three and a half years, so no rain will fall. And the people are going to be that are helping to kill Christians in the second Holocaust. They're really going to be really thirsty because because uh-huh. bottled water bottled water is going to run out really quick, and so will iced tea, Coke, soda, everything. And they're and they're going to be drinking the blood of the saints mixed with wine. And because Moses or already someone else did the the second witness is going to turn all the fresh rivers of water to blood. So it's going to be a very bad time for those killing Christians. It's not going to be fun. And uh, so they, people assume because Moses, that was the miracle attributed to Moses, it's Moses. Mm-hmm. It could be Moses. And they did. Both, they both appeared with Jesus when he transfigured. Right. So it could be Moses and Elijah. Now, so it's possible now. It says, so they're left behind, the spaceship takes off, and they're standing down there. Elijah will probably have his famous staff. And Moses may have a staff, too, or Moses may have a Bible. And Moses may be re-proclaiming revelation to the world every day, the judgment to come upon them. And then Elijah may speak through the Holy Spirit with his staff. I mean, just speak carrying his famous staff. I've never seen a picture of Elijah without a staff. Moses had a staff, too. Right. Except Moses blew it with his staff because God said, speak to the rocks and they will bring forth water. And he got mad and started bang hitting them with the stick. He didn't listen to God. He let his anger take over because nothing happened when he spoke to it because he wasn't patient with God waiting. And then uh, he wasn't able to enter the promised land. So he did die. They said he died. God hit his body so Satan couldn't get it or so they couldn't clone it. But I do believe Moses, probably Moses and Elijah are the two witnesses to come. That makes be a sense. Witness to what they saw in heaven, a witness that every word the Antichrist and the false prophet are saying isn't true, and proclaiming the judgment to the world for, for them slaughtering the Christians for 1,260 days. So, um, yeah. So, but anyway, it says that the beast will, will, I wish I had the exact Bible in front of me then, but it said, and the beast will, um, will kill them and he'll probably decapitate them with his giant Hindu, uh, kukri, his Japanese kukri sword they present them. And it said their dead bodies will lay in the streets of Jerusalem for three and a half days. Decapitated, yeah. let's say. And then what will happen on the three and a half days, the trumpet will sound, and they will be reassembled. They'll just get up together and put their own heads on. It'll be miraculous recovery, 
and then the trumpet will sound probably again, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and those that are alive and remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air and always be with them. So Elijah and Moses will be raptured up in the heaven. Uh, all of those who have been killed by the Antichrist throughout the ages, and all the Christians who have died throughout the ages will be resurrected. And, um, yeah, and then the two witnesses will be raptured into heaven along with them. And then the judgment of God begins to be poured out on this world. As never as the worst judgment of all, all times, resulting in total polar shift, because that's when the magnetic poles of the Earth reverse themselves, and then the Earth flips over, and every mm-hmm. volcano and earthquake on the Earth will blow, and it's already, we're already experiencing polar shift now at an accelerated rate. Scientists don't know why it's happening, why it's accelerating, and that's what's causing all the, the bizarre weather in the world today, Danny. Mm-hmm. It's not global warming. That doesn't couldn't do something like this. It's polar shift, but they can't say it because it causes mass panic, and they can use the hoax of global warming in itself to manipulate a society and you know uh, bring us uh, take away elect gas run cars and everything else. Right. Yeah, restrict us, control us. So. But it doesn't say that the two witnesses will fight back against the Antichrist, and it doesn't say they will. It's sort of open. But I know one thing: the Antichrist will be between seven foot six and eight feet tall, and about five hundred pounds of pure muscle. And uh, that's why the world says, "Who is like unto the beast? Who can make war with him?" Well, he was just decapitated and shot in the head, and he came back to life, put his head back on, and. Uh, Pretty bad guy to mess with, you know. That'd be like that'd be like me messing with the rock. Yeah, be similar, yeah, similar. No offense, Danny, but I don't think you do too good against the rock. I don't think I would either. Did you hear he was running for president, or at least you said he was thinking yeah, about I it? Yeah, I did. I said that guy's going to run for president years ago. Did I you? always knew he would. Yeah, I, I, I seem that I have a visceral. Reaction to that person, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. A visceral reaction when I see him. Wow. I just feel this feeling I cannot describe. I never felt that of any other human being. But I, he, you know, is it he's arrogant. He's arrogant. He's arrogant because and because he, he's evil. I thought that was just an act. You know, he's acting arrogant for television. No, I think he is like that, and people think he's a great actor. Not acting. Huh. I thought he would have been a, a good president at one point in time because he, 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 nobody would mess with him. You know, they leave America alone because our leader looks so big and tough. Well, what's, what's he going to do against Russian nuclear weapons? Well, he couldn't mess with that. What's he, Superman? Yeah. He's a wrestler. He never even fought in UFC. He's just a fake. He's an actor. Just like he went into acting. What do you think he was? He was an actor in the WWE, too. Just an actor. Well, I always thought it was just a, like an act that he was arrogant like that. I thought it was, you know, 
for TV. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, but I don't believe he's acting, Danny. I believe he is that arrogant. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back here on Doomsday Talk Radio.
he couldn't understand real martial arts. It's, it's too passive. It's too right. defensive for a beast. You ever see a defensive lion? Yeah, I have. Where? On TV. Well, if they're not too defensive, then you I mean they're going right at the other animal. Well, they're, I'm talking about the females get defensive. The, the males, the males are not. The 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 not the alpha now not the alpha female but the beta female fights defensively. What? The beta female fights defensively. Oh uh, yeah. Or the beta male. That's why they lose. It's to the alphas. It's true then. Yeah. Everybody yeah. that's listening to the radio show, please pray for Pastor Harry. He He's only getting three hours of sleep a night, and it's really killing him. Well, soon God will deliver me from this. I'll be back out west with, with mountains made out of rocks, not trees. And it will all be over. I'll be fine again, Danny. Great. You saved my life. I had nowhere to go. I was at a very bad place, and you saved my life. I had no idea where I was going I'd be this sick. Because every breath I take outside, I'm breathing 30 times the amount of allergens my body can handle. Inside, maybe five. With the air cleaner, I just can't take much. But it's going to end soon. God is delivering us from evil, from this evil. And it was done to me was great evil. And... um, We'll be out of here soon. Yeah, we will. Plus, the weather's changing, too, and all the pollen's dying off. Yeah, well, that'll help us. We pack up the cargo van and take off, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, and um, that's what's happening. God is delivering us from evil as we speak. Yeah, I just want you to sleep normal. Because I know if, if me personally, if I went without sleep, I would go psychotic. Medicine or no medicine, nobody can take that. No. But, I mean, look, hey, well, Trump sleeps three hours a night. Well, look at that. Yeah, but he's already <laughs> psychotic. <laughs> I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, that's going to be some election, though, in 2024, because if what I believe is true, It'll be The Rock and Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump and Haley Barber, whatever her name is. Yeah, that'll be a good matchup. And The Rock will win. Look at the visual. Yep. He's going to tower over Trump like he's a, like a child. Yep. Yeah. But see, it's an illusion. Like I said, uh, they don't fight a war because uh, the president lifts weights. Uh, nuclear weapons, bio- biological weapons, that's what... Could stop the rock in his tracks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh. Hey, Pastor Harry, can I sh- tell the people what what God has showed me? No, it's my show. I'm the king. <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about Go prophecy ahead, or nothing. I just thought it was interesting. No, no. God, something God showed me. Go ahead, share it with whoever's listening. Maybe it helps somebody out there. Yeah, if you've ever paid attention to comic books, which I love comic books, in the 
in the X-Men series, they they played out the main character, Dr. Charles Xavier. And the D in Doctor and the C-H, uh, C-L in Charles is, adds up to 600, 650. Then you add the XVI in Xavier, and it adds up to 666. And, and uh, in Daniel chapter 7 and in Revelations 13 and 17, it talks about the, the Antichrist has ten horns. Well, the Roman numeral for ten is X, and they call it the X-Men. I always thought that was so, I used to love it when I was a kid. I loved watching it, and God told me it was evil, but I didn't know why. Who is that? And it's also the spirit of them. Yeah, exactly. The violence level. Yeah. That's true. I know your children, if you got children at home, I know your children are watching X-Men, but I always tell my kids to look at it backwards. The good guys are the bad guys. The bad guys are the good guys. The bad guy in the comic is a Jew named Magneto and and a a godlike mutant named Apocalypse, also who called El. They also call him El or Elohim. He calls himself Elohim, but he's he's the evil guy. Well, yeah, he is. Yeah, it's, it's like Superman's backwards too. Superman represents the Antichrist and calls himself God L. He does with a big ass on his chest. Yep, representing Satan. Yeah, he is. He's not like we said. He's going to be a very large being. Eight, eight, eight and a half feet tall, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And he'll be able to levitate, and I think he'll also be able to to speak to your mind. Maybe not control your mind, but speak to your mind. And that's what the main character in, uh, in the X-Men does. He speaks to people's mind. That's his superpower. Because the yeah, devil can sorry. speak to your mind. The devil speaks to your mind all the time. He does. I think it's almost time for the show to end, Pastor Harry. Yeah, I know it is. It's a good show today, Danny. I mean, we talked about the UFC, but like I said, and talked about what's happening. There are two raptures. We can escape in the first of two events if we keep Jesus' way of perseverance. And I don't believe competing in any sport is going to automatically negate you from heaven. Yeah, I agree. Don't believe that because it's two people in their training and they want to they want to fight for money. They want to compete like any other athlete. So, yep. uh, leave it with that. But anyway, thanks for listening. God bless. Good night and take care.